guys, this is Barry Edgman with Father Seekers, the founder and leader of Father Seekers. And this is our second episode. We rebranded a podcast to be more effective in how we help and and lead and guide fatherless dads, fatherless fathers, to help them have a reference point to find information and wisdom and understanding and how to be a dad growing up without one it's hard it's difficult to find a way to be a good father without without crashing and burning several times and making mistakes and and even getting on pathways like most of us do that take us away from God's original design for our lives so thank you for being here teach me to father Today, my guest, again, returning guest, is Mr. Jermaine Nunn. Wow, buddy, last podcast. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. What a great podcast. How do you feel about that one? I feel good. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. We did a little post-show conversation after we finished that one up, and you just, you hit on, you hit on some, some pieces of more about finding your way yes and nobody nobody there to help you but you found your way yes god helped you when nobody else was i want to read you two statistics just to lay the background work okay for for the last podcast and for for what we'll do today uh seven billion i'm sorry million m is in million seven million biological dads are absentee dads to all of their minor children. Here's another one. An estimated 24 million children under the age of 18 are without their fathers. 24.7 million. Wow. So if we if we extrapolate that out, if we say if we multiply that that 24.7 million and let's just say that every dad has two kids each. Yes. And those two kids have two kids each, and then those two kids have two kids each. We've just reached in four or five generations deep. And fatherlessness now has become, just with this statistic, a cataclysmic catastrophe for culture, not only not only in America, not only in every state and neighborhood, but around the world. Fatherlessness is it's around the world in every Every nation, every culture, every little village in the backside of who knows where, and nobody's ever been there before except the people who grew up there. It's, it's it's a devastating thing. But I want you to go back to where we left off at the end. You were you were telling the story of, and w- was it in the apartment in Milwaukee? Was it Milwaukee or was it here in Green Bay? No, it was here in Green Bay. Oh my gosh. Yes. So so you had an experience with God in your apartment. Review for us a little bit about who taught you to pray, how that happened, and then then go to the apartment in Green Bay and tell us what happened. Okay. Yeah. Um I learned how to pray um in jail. <laughs> yeah. That's um, where I learned how to pray. But what was like mind blowing to me is to see men pray in 60. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? I have to look to my left and my right. I'm like, am I in the right place right here? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I learned um, where to pray was in jail. And to see men pray, never ever seen that, mm. you know, in my life, you know. Um, and when I saw that, that was like mind blowing to me after that, just a lot of like wear and tear, you know, eternally in my Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, um, man, (sighs) my conscience, my, my, my emotions, it it was just a lot just was, was just ripping me apart inside, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just was tired of being that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And remembering the men pray, I'm like, you know, if there's a God. If there's a God. If there's a God, 
I need them right here and right now. Come and on. That right here, right now was in my apartment here in Green mm-hmm. Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you're describing, it sounds like something similar to a point in time in my, and I know I've heard, I think you and I've heard lots of stories from lots of guys and there seems to be, there seems to be this point of desperation where they come to the end of themselves and they, all that I've done has mounted uh, trouble, pain, heartache on top of me. It continues to mount and pile on and it's now become a weight I can't bear. So I'm driven to this point of desperation. Yes. To your point of desperation, an apartment here in Green Bay after being incarcerated yeah. for the last time. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Look at God. For the last time, and and something happened in that room. Yes. Talk about that experience in that room in in your apartment here in Green Bay. Yes, in that room, um, I was tired, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, Barry, mm-hmm. I didn't mention this on the first um, mm-hmm. episode, but mm-hmm. I mentioned on this episode here, I was tired. I, I was ready to give up on Jermaine Nunn. Mm-hmm. Like, I entertain a thought of just leaving, you know, here. Yeah. Suicide, right? Yeah. Let me just, yeah. you know, just be as, as, as transparent as I can be. Sure. Um, but man, I, I, I just doing those 90 days, man. And just praying with those God, I mean, with those guys, man, mm-hmm. I, I right in that process of just feeling so low, I say, just that, that memory mm. of me praying with them guys, like, you know what, if there's a God, I really need him right now. And, mm. and so I got on my knees and I got on my knees. I was broken. I was hurt. I mean, I was so tired. Mm. I did not want to be this person no more. Mm. So when I prayed, God knew my heart. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly where I was at. Mm. He knew that I didn't want to continue to live on the way I've been living. And I was ready for a change. And when I prayed, I prayed, man, I surrendered. Mm. I know that now, but back mm. then I didn't. Right. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that funny, the things that God does that we have no idea what he's doing? And then right. we, we learn years later, go, oh, all right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's yeah. how, isn't that how God works though? Like yes. he works beyond, he works beyond our ignorance. Like in ignorance, you know, a lot of people yeah. use that word to be mean, yeah. but it's really not a mean word. It just means I don't have the knowledge of, yes. I have a lack of knowledge. Yes. And that's what happened to you. You just were ignorant mm-hmm. of how God yes. was working in your life. And then years later you go, Whoa, yeah, yeah. there's my testimony. So then yeah. you rewind yeah. and rewrite yeah. what you do know now. Yes. And yes. it's become a great story. Yes. So in that moment, something happened, you yes. were changed. Talk about the change Talk about that change from there. And that change from there, um, I surrender. I I, um, I just got out the way. I got out my own way. I surrendered that night in my apartment. And um, after that prayer, I didn't know what to expect because I never had a relationship with God. So I didn't know what to expect. I just knew to pray. Mm, that's good right there. Yes. So um, the next day, you know, um I continue to pray, but I got on my phone and I'm like, let me just look up a pastor. I didn't know what mm-hmm. pastor or nothing, right? Pick one. <laughs> I just, one, two, three, go. Yeah, I just wanted to learn about God, right? Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I was locked up in my apartment for two weeks. Of course, I went outside for a little bit. Yeah. Actually, the couple times I did go outside, right, I went to go to my go-to, which was liquor mm. and marijuana. Like, mm-hmm. because, it, you know, um, I was just, that's the way I used to cope. That's the way right. I used to deal with things, right? Isn't, and, and all men, let's be clear, there's not a man that doesn't have a coping mechanism. Yes. 
Just, yes. Let's just put that out there. Okay, okay. Just to say, <laughs> listen here, you fish-eyed fool. I'm going to tell you right now, you have got a coping mechanism, and if you're a man and you got blood flowing through your veins, yes. your breathing, you've yes. got a coping mechanism, and, yes. and you play that card every once in a while. Don't mm. say you don't. Yes. Because liars fry. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, and um, um, and in the process of doing that, I, I, I noticed I lost the desire. Mm-hmm. And this is how I knew I lost the desire. I purchased the drink, went back to my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And when I took the first swallow, it was so horrible. Mm-hmm. And I poured out. Look at God. Yeah. That's, yeah. That scared me, though, Barry. Why? Because I didn't know what was going on. Did that make any sense? I didn't know. I'm To myself, like, why? Something that I'm, I'm used to. I don't want no part of it. Just there you go. That fast, Just right? That. Like then I'm like, hold on, did God hear my prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm like, did yeah. he hear my prayer? So I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm fumbling, right? Yeah, and I'm like, hold on, this can't be. Mm. This, this, this cannot be. No, this can't be, right? There's a verse in Acts where, uh, you you read it several times, and and it says. And suddenly, mm. and suddenly, yes. So it's like you had uh, an in sudden and suddenly a moment, yes. in in that room. You yes. lost desire. You yes. lost the taste. You yes. lost. You lost the 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 coping. Yes, not really wanting, but wanting the effect to relax and to numb. Yes, but then you begin to wonder ponder the wonders of God in your life. Yeah. How did you conclude that that was God working in you? Um, I honestly, I, how I concluded, I think other people seen it before I recognized it. Like at the time my living girlfriend was like, you know, I've been listening to you for the last couple of weeks and you sound different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You you know, you sound different and she just got to point things out. Yeah, that at the time I, I was so stressed out. I guess. Yeah, you know, and 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 and, and not knowing, I was so much worry and focusing mm-hmm. on um, is this really real? That I really didn't understand that other people who were around me at that time of me going through my mm-hmm. transition saw things yeah. and pointed it out. And when they pointed yeah. it, out, I'm like, hmm, oh, you is right. Yeah, yeah. So then after that the more I started getting more curious about it, I need to know about God because he's doing little things in my life, you know what I mean, that I know that it took numerous attempt of programs that yeah. I, I, I took, you know, anger management, yeah. <laughs> AODA, which is a drug program and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. These attempts that I made, these promises that I broke to myself, like mm-hmm. I ain't going to never do this again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of that, you know? Yeah. That in my own strength, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But after that prayer, just certain things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that what really led me to like, I need to learn about God. I don't know who he is, but I need to learn right here, yeah. right now. Isn't so. that, you know, your your testimony part, the early part. Yeah. Uh, because as I remember, you didn't have any church history as a kid. Like no. there's nothing about God. No, no. nobody took you to church. No, no, no. nothing. So it was... Zero understanding of God until yeah. you got to prison. Yeah. And then you saw these guys. Yes. Fellow, fellow inmates yes. who were there for various reasons. Yes. And they were there praying. Yes. And for 90 days, you yeah. witnessed, you prayed, and yes. something over time happened. Yes. So then you get out. Your living girlfriend begins to notice what's going on. Yes, yes. Uh, something's happening. You yeah. fall into a, an opportunity to choose coping mechanisms. You yes. don't like it. You don't yes. want to do that. Yes. And now you're in this position of what do I do next? Right. When you went, look through yes. and tried to find a church or a pastor, Yes. What tell us that story. What happened there? Um. So, 
how the the initial part was like the ninety days I was there, like um, you know, there'd be guys in there telling jokes and things like this. I mm. mean, of, of that nature, right? And I heard TD Jakes. Mm. Never knew who he was, right? Mm. And it was this guy that looked like him, and the, and the other guys was like talking, you know, like, "Oh, this guy look like TD Jakes." I, mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, after that, that was like probably the first pastor, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That yeah. um, I YouTube, you know, and then that's where I began because I didn't have a church home; mm-hmm. everything was virtual for me right going right. off youtube right. that's how i had to eat, at least identify who is god mm-hmm. who he really is yeah. you know and that's yeah. where it began and then after that i went to a church that i knew someone else was going to yeah and yeah that's where my jesus journey began yeah based off those two those one two steps right there first yeah. it went on youtube and then after that it went from okay let me go and find a church home and things like that. And mm-hmm. that's when my process began, yeah. you know, my Jesus journey. And then, you know, after that, it just, it became very interesting. Um, I was hungry. Yeah. I was very, very hungry. Tell, tell, tell us the difference between being desperate and being hungry. Cause there's a big difference. Yes. And you've described it. Yes. Um, Desperate is, I guess, when you desperate, you do things to fill a need, I guess, to fill a void. It's good. But when you hungry, you have this this thirst of um, no matter how long it's going to take, mm-hmm. Right. I'm willing to put in the work. I'm going to get fed. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to get fed. I'm going to put in this work. Yeah. That's know? good. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going to put the work in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. So uh, there's a verse that um, comes to mind when you say that, uh, the difference in the two and, yeah. and the verse is, I believe it's in Proverbs. I know it's in Proverbs. I believe chapter 24, where it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And that word beginning actually means that you have fallen so far into a pit that no longer is bottomless, but you've hit the bottom. There's nowhere to go. You cannot climb out. There's nobody to help you. You are there. Yes. And there's no way out. But but God, he's the only way out. And yes. when you get to that point, that's the beginning. That's where wisdom starts. And here's, as I listen to your story, I go, this guy has, has a story that this is exactly what happened. God let Jermaine Nunn go through choosing his own. Now let's, let's be real. Let's, let's call it what it is. Yes. You grew up without a dad. I grew up without a dad. Millions of guys have grown up without a dad. However, we get on this sidetrack of making bad decisions or getting involved in things that we shouldn't. Yes. And we could talk for years about what those things are, which is going to be meaningless. Yes. But here's what we do know. We do know that there was a God involved. Scripture says before we were even born, he knew our days. So he was always involved in Jermaine Nunn's life, in my life, in in all of our buddies' lives that we hang and run with, he was involved in all those lives as well. And I think that's when we when we talk about God taking us to the very bottom, to the end where there's no way out. Yes. And he says to us, I'm the only way. Now, you can continue to try to dig and mine and go deeper, which you won't, because I'm going to stop you from that. Yes. But I'm going to take you to a place And I'm going to speak to you in ways that only you can understand. Wow. In ways that only you can gravitate to. Yes. Yes. Because for some of us, it's a whisper. Yes. For others of us, we've got to be hit between the eyes with a two by four. Yes. That's me. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So when you were in this place. Yes. T.D. Jakes was an influencer. So you begin to go, okay. 
Yes. So that guy. Yes. Like this guy, he's now something that is influencing me that is a directive piece for me. Yes. And then you begin to search other places. I've got to find a home church. I've got yes. to learn about God. Yes. And not just hear about him. Yes. But I've got to get in a lab. Yes. An experiential lab, a conversation, yes. table talks with yes. other men. Yes. Who will teach me. Yes. And invest in me. Yes. So again, long comment on a short idea. We grew up a certain way. We were forced into a lifestyle of fatherlessness, not by our own design, not by our own choosing, but we bear the consequence of somebody else's decision. Yes. God working in our lives. He working in people around us. We make choices. We get to where we are. But then we realize that he's been working all along. Yes. And we, we, have, we have probably messed up more than we've helped. So let's let's spend let's spend the next few minutes on what we can say to guys. What what is it from your story? Yes. that we can dig into and we can say, okay, this was a this was a significant moment in my life. And this is what happened. Yes. And you've mentioned several of us like for example when Knight died. Yes. That was one. Yes. And when Julius stepped in and took, but let's, let's take the big picture and let's pull out some wisdom nuggets. I almost said some chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> it's really early morning here. <laughs> and all yes. I can think about some Chick-fil-A right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they did not pay for that advertisement. You're welcome. <laughs> you can donate. However, so, Let's pull out some wisdom that some real, some real work wisdom that, that guys can go, okay, so I grew up without a dad. Yes. I ended up where I'm at. Yes. Now I've got kids. Yes. Nobody taught me how to be a dad. Exactly. Yes. So before we get into those wisdom pieces. Yes. Let's talk about your journey. Yes. With an, uh, an overall long-term really short term uh, that from the time you begin your process of, of learning who God is, you begin to understand he was a father. How did, how did that idea, that concept God is father to you? Because the scripture says that he is a father to the fatherless. Yes. With that in mind. Yes. How did that drive you back? into wanting to be a good father for your kids? Um, you know, I guess, you know, for me, I can just start off with the unconditional love that um, the Heavenly Father, our God, gave me. I never knew what love really felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by the um, the unconditional love is the forgiveness. Mm. You know, God forgave me, forgave the Jermaine Nunn who was incarcerated for six years, forgave mm. the Jermaine Nunn who was a gang leader, mm. forgave the Jermaine Nunn who was transporting drugs and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, when God forgave me, Perry, that love there, something I never felt ever and was missing mm. from my natural father. Yeah, there you go. Right there. That's it. You know? Yep. That right there, I think that's where that hunger began. Okay. That's good. That's That right there is worth the whole podcast, both of them. So the love of God, the love of Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. the, the power of that love being a constant, it, as I hear you tell your story, I keep hearing and seeing the constant pressure of God's love against your life. Yes. Like you were pushing one way, but he was pushing another. Yes. You did some goofy stuff and I've yes. done it and pick a man. I don't care who he is. Pick any yes. man. 
Let's hear your goofy stuff, buddy, because yes. you got a load of it. Don't act like you don't, you right. fish-eyed fool. That's going to be my new line, Jermaine, fish-eyed yeah. fool. So don't act like – don't act like I, – I know that, that there are some guys – and and you mentioned this. You've you've hit on this three or four times. Yes. You've mentioned how you became so hardened that it yeah. was you just fell back into your loss of identity in yes. Jesus, which yes. you didn't know. Nobody told you. Right. I say this all the time to guys that I talk to and in, in, in writing on the on blogs and discussion and coaching and all that kind of thing. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. If nobody told Jermaine about Jesus when he was a little kid, right, and he didn't figure it out till how old were you when you had this experience with Jesus? I was thirty-seven. Dear God in heaven, so thirty-seven years. You, I mean, you heard people talk about it, but yeah. until you were, until you were incarcerated with other men, you you really didn't see or understand or know who Jesus was or who God was. Yes. But then then you begin to realize that this some of this static pressure against you in your life was not the enemy. It was the love of God yes. pressuring you. Here's here's what's interesting about a lot of stories and I hear it in your story is that we we give credit to the devil more credit than he deserves. Sometimes the pressure we feel in our lives and the static pressure and the resistance we feel is the love of God. It's not the enemy. Mm-hmm. I see that and hear that in your story. And there's four or five guys here that you and I have dealt with in the past and helped and walked alongside. And their story's the same. It's like, yes. you know, you're, look, this, that's, not, that's not the devil. Right. You're just not getting to do what you want to do. That's the love of God restraining yes. or trying to get your attention. Yes. So that happened with you. Yes. You begin to understand what the love of God is, what yes. fatherhood is. Yes. Having no idea other than night. Yes. Work, provide, go to work. He yes. passed away. Then, yes. then that was that little sliver, that little nugget of. Yes. And that was so good what you said. He was provider, worked hard, and yes. then he slipped away in, in another image of manhood and fatherhood slipped in. And yes. it was your brother, and then eventually that led to gangs. Yes. And and then there, some of the decisions you made were yes. downhill. Yes. So when when you realize the love of God was influencing you, yes. and you realize that the love of God was restraining wickedness, pushing back, sheltering, shielding, because yes. he loved Jermaine. Yes. And he does. And you realized all that. What did that do to you as a father? And how did that make you want to be a father to your kids? Um, I don't like the things that I had to endure in my life growing up without a father, the choices and the decision I was making. Um, I wouldn't want that on no one, my kids and no other kid that's out there. That's good, buddy. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> that's why um, I'm involved in the in kids here at Life Church. It's because I don't want it to happen not only to my kids, but to no other kid as well. Mm. So that's why I volunteer in the kids department. Yeah. Um I guess knowing what I was missing plays a big part of um helping me learn how to be a father mm. to my own kids. Cause there's a lot of things I know that I wanted and I needed without a father that I know how to provide to my kids. Now that I am a father, without growing up with a father, then also the relationship that I, my personal relationship that I have with God, um, in his word, you know, the scripture is, is, mm-hmm. is to help us. Right. You, you know, and, and, and 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 honestly, just even thinking back, as far as I want to think back, even though I didn't have a relationship with God, I can see where God was still in, right in my right. life. Yep. yep, right. That's good. You know, uh, you and I have been through uh, a couple of discipleship, yes, healing programs. Yes, one of those is Journey to Wholeness. Yes. 
We learn through investigating our storyline mm-hmm. and who our family is yes. and what happened in their lives. Yeah. It's, it just passed down to us. Yeah. But nonetheless, we have to contend and to deal and to build around it and to walk through it. Yes. So as we look at that and we begin to understand the healing process of Heavenly Father mm. and how he it influences us through his word, his yes. presence, yes. the fellowship of other yes. men, Jesus guys who follow and want to be disciples of Jesus yes. and who are good. Some of them good fathers had great fathers, yes. but who are students of fatherhood. Yes. Uh, you and I are students of fatherhood because we don't know nothing. Yes. And we're just learning, but we can observe and hear and read. So with all that in mind, when we talk to these other guys and we're yes. saying right now that there's there's hundreds of people listening that will be influenced by this. And there are hundreds of people who are going to say, All right, Jermaine, I hear you. Yes. I got your story. Yes. Grew up without a dad. You you took a track that many men take. Yes. You found your identity in an alternative source like every man without a dad does that doesn't have a relationship with God. We find alternative sources yes. to, to emulate and copy and to be a chameleon of. Yes. So we turn ourselves into something that we're not to be something that we think we need to be to mm. satisfy our trauma and our wounding. What are What are the things... What are the things that, beginning with salvation, that's number one. You had an encounter with God that was life-changing. Yes. That's number one. Yes. Number two is you begin to pursue truth. Correct. Where do I find it? Who can teach me? Yes. I've got to find a community of men. Yes. And a community of faith that will say, here's... Here's the way you should walk, Jermaine. We're going to walk alongside with you. Yes. That's what we do, you and I. That's what you do with many men. Yes. Helping them go. Beyond that, what is it that's brought you to the place you are at today in the Lord? What What are some of those things that we can say, practical things, not, not one, two, three, do this, but, but what are the things that have, have brought you into a place of understanding who God, the father is in heaven Mm -hmm. and translating that into being father of my 13 children. Mm. And I emulate Mm. and imitate my father in heaven Mm. to my kids. Mm. See, see Jesus was the perfect son. Mm. And here's the problem with fatherhood uh, being fatherless. When you grow up fatherless, you can never be a good father until you're first a good son. Mm. If you don't have a father, you don't know how to be a son. Yeah. So that's, I think, where men struggle. And that's where I want to go right now is how do we help those guys who are struggling who don't really know what it's like? Or my story, yours is the same. We didn't want to submit to God because we didn't want anybody telling us what to do. Yes. What can we say to guys? What's the next step for these guys? The first step is you have to get out your own way. <laughs> All right. All right. Get out your own way. You have to get out your own way. You got to, um, if you read the book, you write there, of course, you, you know, you, you're going to continue to stay in your own way. But if you were able to um, be humble enough to see other people's perspective, right? Mm. You know, that's mm. the first thing. Second mm. thing is, you hit it. You got to have a community. Like we have a community here. We have a guys group. Mm-hmm. We have several guys group to where, you know, you also have to be a safe place. And then you, as a guy, one of the things that I have to learn, right, <clears throat> is vulnerability. Okay. Unpack that. Talk about what that is. Because we, you know, when you say, let's go get some chicken. Yeah. We're going to go get chicken after this. I'm just letting you know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When you say, when you say, when you say, go get some chicken, people go, okay, let's go get some chicken. But for you and me who are foodies, who like the little hole in the wall diners, we go, okay, what kind of chicken do you want? Yeah. Do you want Cajun? Yeah. Do you want Southern fried? Okay. Do you want bake? Or do you want to go down to to one of our little places that we haven't been yet that we keep saying we're going to go? Yeah. 
Okay. Down in Appleton. Yeah. <laughs> Country Corner. Yeah, they yeah. They didn't pay oh. us for advertising yeah. either. Yeah. So, but I will tell you, I will tell you, there's a little Southern lady. Shut your mouth. Now. It's so good. But let's let's define because when we say fried chicken, it yeah. can mean anything anywhere. But okay. let's talk about being vulnerable. Okay. To and I feel like there are three things, three three yeah. people we have to be vulnerable to. Number yeah. one is ourself. Yes. Number two is God. Yes. And number three is to the the community of men. Yes. God said to Adam, He said, "It's not good for you to be alone." Yes. God was talking about Adam yes. needing a wife, a yes. woman. But I also believe there's a principle there, Jermaine, where yes. it's not good for men to be alone yes. without being with other men yes. who are going to fine-tune his walk with Jesus. Yes. So talk about, unpack what vulnerability really, really means. How it worked for me, um, vulnerability was, like I say, one, I had to get out of my own way. Two, um, I had to surrender. You know, I surrendered to God. And that was the prayer of salvation for me, right? I was tired. You know, I I, I I actually had enough strength to stand up to myself and say, no, Jermaine, this has to stop. You, ha- you, you have to ask for help. Um, okay. So you just hit on a big one. Yes. Why is it that men don't, don't ask for help? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, um, let's talk about why you didn't ask for help. You know, um, men are supposed to cry. Okay. Figure it out. Figure it out. You, you know, um, don't look weak, mm. you know, or sound weak, mm. you know, things like that. You know, it's just um, sometimes it's how we were raised or what we heard. Okay. You, you know? Yeah. So, so back to your story. Right. You were raised a certain way, but yeah. it didn't include the information that you were taught. Didn't right. include any of the right. information about, hey, it's okay to right. to be weak right. in front of the right people, right? Or it's okay to ask for help, yeah, from the right people. Who's the right, right. people though? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like you know, don't cry. You know, just just those things right there. You know, mm. sometimes we we we. Um, we hold on to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those were things that I was holding on to. But um, for me, mm-hmm. you know, even even therapy, to mm-hmm. be honest, you know yeah. what I mean? I even had therapy, um, went and see a therapist and things like that. But, yeah, um, yeah things like that, you have to be vulnerable to, enough to know that, you know, you don't have to do this alone. That's yeah. too much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure when you just, you know what I mean? You like you all you don't have to carry all that weight. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Even God tells us that. You know yeah. what I mean? Cast your burden on me. Yeah. And we have to know what that really means. Right. You know, and understand. And right. like you say, a community of guys, you know what I mean? You can cast yeah. that burden in that circle, you yeah. know, a men's group, you know. And yeah. trusted men. Yeah, trusted men. Trusted men. Have to be trusted men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh when when we are vulnerable though, yes. it, what's the power of being vulnerable telling somebody's story letting them get inside your head where nobody else has ever been except the devil himself right right for me honestly i thought i was the only person going through what i was going through so you're talking about now (laughs) this is good now you're talking about isolation so you don't look like a fool yeah like that's what i thought i thought you know what nobody's nobody's going through this yeah if i tell anybody right they're gonna think yeah. I'm going to get shamed again. Yeah. I'm going to get bullied. I'm mm. going to get beat up on. Yeah. Yeah. Verbally. Yes. I'm going to be mistreated because I'm, yeah. I'm cast out again. Yes. So there's that yes. shame game yes. coming back in there again yeah. when it comes True. to vulnerability. Yes. yes. So if we had to say one thing uh-huh. to these guys, you know, it would have to be, it would have to be, you got to be vulnerable with yeah. yourself. Tell yes. the truth to yourself. If yes. you lie to yourself, you lie to everybody else. Yes. Yes. Be vulnerable with yes the Lord himself because he already knows who you are. Yeah. True. If you, if you're thinking he doesn't. Yeah. Fish out fool. <laughs> but then you have to be vulnerable with other men. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about the other part of vulnerability mm. and the other part of vulnerability mm. is accountability. Mm. 
Because you've mentioned that throughout this whole, yes, your whole story. Once you got to a certain place, you you got to this this story part, this place where you you realized that I must I must go forward and I must I must make my story known. Yes, but but to tell the truth mm. in vulnerability. Yes. I have to have somebody hold me accountable. Yes. But, but to hold me accountable, they must know my story. Yes. Let's talk about what, what accountability is not. And then I want, I want you to talk about what, what it really is. When we talk to guys about being accountable. Yes. I think because of where we've come from and, and, the the things we've experienced as a young man. I think that we have this idea that if I'm accountable to someone, they're going to just always point out what's wrong with me. So then it becomes an issue of shame and blame and yes. condemnation mm. and accusation. Yes. But if we look at, and, and I want to share what, what accountability really is, but then I want you to tell these guys how to apply it. Okay. Okay. Accountability is not you or me pointing out all the wrong in another man's life. Right. It's, it's, it's helping our brother, whoever he is, old yes. or young, to, to, to assess what's really happening in your life based on the matrix of scripture. What does what does Scripture say about you? Like we're to imitate no man except Jesus. Yes. So here's accountability. Accountability is confirming the will of God based on Scripture. Yes. Conforming to it. Again, we have to have somebody walk with us. Yes. And then consenting to the plan, whatever God's plan is. Yes. So it doesn't mean that. I'm pointing out things. We don't we don't need somebody to tell us how wrong we are. Yes. We already know that. Right. But right. once we assess and then we confirm what the word says, confirm, uh, uh conform mm. to the will of God mm. and then consent to doing it. Mm. That's accountability. Yes. How do we how do we as we wrap this up, how yes. do we help guys? walk into the door of vulnerability, but no, it's okay to be held accountable because to be honest, right. Our daddy should have held us accountable. Yes. Yes. They should have taught us. Yes. Now we're not here to blame or shame them. Right. It is what it is. Right. But we have to learn from it and go forward and not reproduce it in our own kids. Mm. So talk to me about this, the way that guys can be, accountable to somebody they're already they've decided they need to be vulnerable yes let's talk about accountability accountability like you say it's it's not designed to make you feel um condemnation or a person like you know just pointing your finger and point out all the bad things you're doing and saying that you know it's it's it's, it's not that accountability is more of just helping you to be a better version of you, mm. you know, and, um, accountability is, 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 is needed, especially in men, you know, broken men like myself, right. Mm. Who had a broken past, who had a broken past and, um, who haven't had any great leadership roles That's models good, Jermaine. in my life. Yeah. Go for that. You know, um, accountability, for me is, is, is well needed because it, um, helped me build up, um, who God intended me to be. Right. Mm. You know, and it just goes back to what I was saying. Um, Barry is like, I don't have to do this alone. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do this alone. You know, there's, um, great people, you know what I mean? That, um, God who's going to put into your life, right? And you have to um, let the will of God um, begin to manifest in your life, you know? And, um, 
yeah, accountability is 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 is, is, is very important. It, okay. it really is. So let's go back to eight, nine year old Jermaine. Yes. And and now as we look back, mm. one of the things that dads are charged with is to teach, to train, to mentor, yes, and disciple their kids. Nobody did that with you. No. Nobody did that with me. I, I, I had a grandma that took me to church, and I learned a little bit about God early. But all of our stories are different, yet they're similar. Yes. But as we go back to the eight- or nine-year-old Jermaine, what would have happened had someone told you about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and a father or a, father, a fatherhood influence. Yes. Would have been involved in your life, a spiritual dad who said, "Who said, hey, buddy, can't do that." Right, right. What would have happened? I wouldn't avoid um, a lot of things. I'd avoid prison. Um, I'd have been. I would have avoided a lot of eternal things. Mm. You know that um, I had to deal with at a, at a young age. You know, um, and it just manifests as I got older. Yeah. So. That being said, now all the fatherless fathers out there, yes, no, had somebody been there, yes, we would not, we would not have made the mistakes. Yes. So let's be clear: we made those mistakes. We're responsible for them. Yes, we had consequences thrust upon us. Yes, uh, that we did not create, but we had to live out and live through. Mm-hmm. We're responsible men. We have to deal with that. But there's a story in that that says. And you touched on it. I don't, I don't want my kids to grow up fatherless. I don't want to reproduce what was given to me. Yes, and it's been intrinsic in my life. I don't want to pass that on to my kids. Yes. So, you've studied what it's like to be a godly man, and in yes. that studying, you've learned what the fatherhood of God is. Yes, you've learned that there. The big picture is unconditional love and I love you so much that I'm not going to allow you to be the way you are and stay the way you are. I want to point you now. Every man has to choose his own way, but I'm going to point you and create pathways for you to get to God. In other words, I'm not going to be the reason or the example or the excuse for you to say, well, my dad didn't No, Listen here, the same God that was involved in Jermaine's life and billions of other men's life since the beginning of time, is the same God that's involved in your life today. So there is no excuse and there is no reason why that you should you should be uh, 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 entangled and entrapped with the coping mechanisms that you use because you're talking about you're talking to guys today that who lived and enjoyed their coping mechanisms for a long time. Yes. So so Jesus is the only answer. Yes. There's help. Yes. I want you to wrap up your thoughts by telling people what is the power that drives you to be a godly man? The power that drives me to be a godly man is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who is he and what does that look like in two minutes? the holy spirit is our spiritual leader Mm -hmm. it's our guidance Mm -hmm. it's something that's inside of us right when we invite god into our lives right good you know that's when we have our encounter with him right but also the holy spirit you know is an advocate you know Mm -hmm. it steps in and it corrects us yeah it really does yeah you know, you, you know, it's you accountability. See, yeah, yeah, accountability. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not pay him to say that. I did not. I did not put a sticky note on the wall. Bam, bam. Yeah. But one of the, I think you said a while ago, one of the things when nobody taught you what was happening. Yes. He was teaching you what was happening. Yes. You just didn't know who he was. Exactly. You didn't know what he was saying. But you go, all right. Yeah. All right. I will try that i will work on that and see what happens but again 
there's this big piece of of God yes. is always. He is always in our stuff. Yes. You know, I heard somebody say not too long ago, they said, um, they said, you you think you're powerful enough to interrupt God's plan mm. and offset it and off track it. Honey, you ain't got that much juice. <laughs> yeah so maybe go ahead yeah you believe that if you can but there's not yes. a whole lot you can do yes now every man's got to choose for himself true you have to every man's got to choose for himself but yes you know we've seen some stats today fresh from from 2021 22 23 yes the fatherlessness is wreaking havoc and it does so in lots of parts of our culture, in all of our states, in all of our country, in other parts of the world. Yes. But there's this one thing we do know. We do know that God did never intend for one boy or one girl to grow up without a dad. He never intended that. He never did. So what we have to do and I, w- I want to start a revolution with fatherless fathers where they become they become superheroes mm. to their kids. Just like you were in the lobby with it. Hey, are you that superhero? Yes. <laughs> Tugging on your pants like, hey, are you guy? Yes. I want I want to begin a revolution. And I think you've helped start the conversation with that. Yes. Uh, about Men who grew up without a dad can be superheroes, even if, if even if they don't know nothing. Yes, they can learn something. Mm. And I will tell you this: we can go ahead and announce this that a lot of women email and say, "What about us? Mm. We grew up without a dad. What do we do?" Yes. Well, in the near future, mm. we're going to have a couple of ladies on here who yes. grew up without a dad. And let them tell their story. I will tell you, Jermaine, I didn't know until I talked to my sisters who grew up without a dad. Yes. It it is worse. It's worse of an impact on a woman to grow up without a dad. Wow. Yeah. Hey man, I love you. Love You're you my too. brother. Um, we're gonna have fun. Yes. We're not gonna give up on this fatherless thing. No. And we're gonna keep pushing forward. Yes. That's what we're gonna do, man. Let's keep up the good work and let's keep going. All right. Thanks. Thanks Thank guys for joining us on Father Seekers, the 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 big website, but our new podcast, Teach Me to Father. Thanks for joining us today. Teach me to Father. You can reach us at fatherseekers.org. Thanks for listening.